Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. Okay, this is a replay episode. I'm calling these classic confessions. Um, I actually went through and listened to a bunch of different episodes, and I picked this one specifically with Marlena Rodriguez because, well, first of all, I really appreciated um, how vulnerable she got. We covered a lot of ground on this. Um, she, but I loved how specific she was in the confession, talking about a specific thing happening now and how it relates to, um, in the bigger picture of what she's experienced in her childhood and what she's sort of like going towards in her future in a positive way. Uh, obviously, this was recorded before the pandemic, and it's I really like that there's a bit of a time capsule here because, you know, since then she's written on the show for Silicon Valley, on many other shows, and that show has ended um, as well. So I just love that the confession she gives here captures this moment in time where she's kind of transitioning, discovering herself, and also like made some positive, like very tangible actions about her own um, mental health towards like tangible results in her career. And I love, but not just about Barlena. I listened to this and it was such a like mind fuck because this was the reason, um, I think this was like the final straw that helped me get treatment for my ADHD. Um, for those confidants who've been listening to this for a while, you know that way before I was officially diagnosed with ADHD, I, it was sort of like in my path a lot, if that makes sense. Like, like, it, I would talk to people who recently got diagnosed and shared similar symptoms. My therapist had brought it up, like, that I made me should get tested. My twin sister, you know, we have shared genetics, had it. Um, and I, listening to this episode again now in 2021 was really interesting because I can hear the growth and how open I was to learning about myself and wanting to sort of get better and get help uh, in a safe way. So not to be too teachery here or RAE, but um, I hope that that um, can be inspirational for some, but also, you know, I mean, correct me if I've done anything wrong. Of course, I'm not, I'm not a model of perfection by any means. Okay, I can definitely list many problems about myself, but I don't feel like doing that right now. But uh, you guys get the point. Um, but, uh, to me, what's really been cool about listening to this episode is like since this episode with Marlena, like that year, but I would say probably like eight months later, I did actually end up getting the full diagnosis. I got a, you know, whole analytics. I ha sat down with the PhD, okay, woman, <laughs> woman, PhD, uh, was it psych? She was a, she was a doctor. She's not a psychiatrist, um, who, ran my tests and sat down and explained to me, you know, my situation and everything and the results. And it was really, really eye-opening, really cool. Some of you may have heard me talk about it before on this pause. So I won't get too into it. But since then, I don't think I've like fully, I mean, this is the thing with having problems, right? When you have a problem, you talk about it. And when it starts getting better, we forget to talk about it. So that was one of the main reasons I wanted to replay this episode because this was recorded when I was still in the fog, finally seeing a light on my way out, but I was still in it. And now, um, you know, I don't want to be like, things are all gone. They're not, but I'm in considerably better place in terms of my ADHD than I was when I recorded this. And I had no idea. It's like when you don't even realize you have been wading through jelly and you can walk in, you know, atmosphere meant for human walking. Um, except in this case, the jelly was 
my ADHD. So just to put this in more tangible form, um, some of the things I've been able to do since I got treated, my diagnosis and treatment for ADHD, um, I have been able to write scripts for, I don't even know, I'm allowed to say the network, but for major TV network, I have been able to incorporate, become self-employed. I've joined SAG-AFTRA, been able to work as an actress in LA. I've um, been a better dog mom. I'm in a healthy relationship, whatever. This just sounds like a brag, but I guess I say this for anyone going through it or in a dark time or not sure if you know, whether it's ADHD or something else that you're trying to figure out, um, a mystery about yourself, you're unraveling, nothing is wrong with you. Okay, I don't want to be like, ADHD is what's wrong with me. You have all the tools you need right now to get to that place you want to be because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not doctors or medication or comedy that helped me get here. It's me and you, okay, the confidants, my support network, people in my life who I connect with. Those people, like Marlena, are the ones who are able to help you discuss, exchange information, offer advice, but you are the one that can decide what to do with that information, what actions to take. So take that, take back your power. I hope this inspires you. I don't really have announcements in terms of comedy. I just wanted to share this classic episode with you, and we'll be back next week with an all-new guest for You Can Tell Me Anything. Enjoy. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. Hey guys, this is Teresa, you're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, this is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before, super exciting, um, you know it's exciting because I just said it's exciting, so it's it has to be exciting. <laughs> a couple of quick announcements. I'm going to be at uh, Bloomington, Indiana for the Limestone Comedy Fest on May ah. 31st and June 1st. Oh, I'm excited because my guest just clapped and made a face, so I think I'll have a good time. Uh, so if you guys live in that area, uh, come out and see me, and you can always go to my site, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows to find out where I'm going to be. That's it's probably LA. That's but... <laughs> Oh, really? I can't wait. The voice you're hearing is my guest. She's super funny. She has a live show on May 19th in Los Angeles, California called A Night Wasted. Give it up for Marlena Rodriguez. Oh, hey. And what up? Wow, her voice changed. So, you know. That's my Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes voice. Oh, yes. That's when right. I want men to take me seriously. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hello. Oh, please donate money. To my, my name is Marleno. <laughs> yeah, that's what I Oh, God. I haven't seen the dog, but I listened to the podcast um, of uh, Elizabeth Holmes. It's pretty – it's not great. It's not great. And uh, and more than anything, that's mostly how everyone <laughs> in Silicon Valley is. Oh, yeah. I grew up up there. Wait, where did you grow up? Connecticut. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. It's cool. Um, there's trees no i that mean are very old it's for, yeah there's a lot of big redwoods uh it's a weird thing because now i'm very aware of it like about all the problematic stuff about the bay it when i was growing up it felt different because um it was less about apps it was still startups but it was like the dot-com boom um like a lot of computer like ic chips yeah. that sort of thing and my dad worked in that and i remember it felt more like like, a lot of immigrants were getting opportunities. I don't know how true that is because I saw, you know, my dad's company and it was all literally, like, Taiwanese people. But um, 
uh, and it felt more like I don't know, subdued in a way. Like it felt like people were just working. It wasn't like I'm the next big oh, tech star. Right, right, right. You know what I people mean? People were just working. <laughs> no, no, in a different. No, but I, you know I, what I mean? get like, what you it mean. Was like, like not they like they weren't doing the move fast, break everything like the, to the point of yeah. you cannot repair it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now it is just so like uh, I'm going to start an app, and then in two years I'm going to start another app, and I just just chasing this like fame. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fake it till you make it, except the fact that there's no like uh, you know making it is a very loose definition. Right. Because in a like, I don't know, like some people might consider Elizabeth Holmes a success. You know what I mean? A success. Like she did the thing and then is going, probably going to jail. But like, she's probably going to get a book deal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like what oh, do people yeah. think is I mean, success? All the shows are coming out. <laughs> all the shows are coming out. Like another thing is has come out. Yeah. What I think is really funny about the Elizabeth Holmes thing is that like, like whenever a woman fucks up. Oh Yeah. It's like, okay, how can we fuck her so hard in, like, explaining how bad she was? Right. Okay, great. We can do it in a podcast. We can do it in a 400-page book. We can do it in an HBO documentary. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get Kate McKinnon. We're going to do it in a Hulu series. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but then, but I mean, like, men, didn't Bernie Madoff, he just, like, went to jail and he got... I feel like there was like shit time what, like damages was like softly yeah. influenced by by Bernie Madoff and that was kind of it or like right it's more of like Bernie Madoff was a larger represent uh, representation of that whole thing yeah. but but it with more women with, with women, women were very like like let's look at her that's true yeah i don't know what madoff's voice sounds like like i'm not like no. focusing on his look i like if you put a bunch of white men in a lineup and dress them the same i probably wouldn't be able to point him out you know like it's like i know his name but i'm like i don't remember following it that closely where i was like oh look at this guy yeah just a fascination I was younger, but... with like how could she have possibly been <laughs> successful well that's the crazy thing too is like I don't know because there's we're really in an era of scam scammers and it's like I don't personally that's not my vibe but I like I don't like like I don't I really it really rubs me the wrong way when people like scam even when um like with the fire festival even when it's technically scamming rich people I still don't like there's something about it just rubs me the wrong way but on the other hand when I think about it I'm like these people who want this level of success like I don't know that they would have gotten it the honest way. That's the truth. Like the bottom line is some of these scammers just don't have the goods to just do it the hard, hard way. Right. Some people really don't. And that's why they cheat. And in my mind, I'm like, everybody work hard and be honest and you'll get there. That's what I like to think. Oh, I'm pretty sure the the reality is like be kind of be a sociopath, (laughs) but like be aware that you're being a sociopath so Uh that you don't use it on like your family. But if you do, oh, well, (laughs) oh my God, but they love you. Like like they're so into you. Like, yeah, like everything. If you look at all the behavior and the lot, like everything points to like, well, I guess I'll just be a sociopath. Like that's the only way to get more you know, attention or followers or like if you, God, if you really look at it, it's very scary. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's why I for sure is. I really do think that um, the truth is that, and even though I don't like this, I'm like, I do believe this. The truth is these people who are sociopaths and scamming, like 
they're doing it because if that is your goal to get that thing, I don't think they would have gotten it without it. Like they would have just have to, the other option is to just be comfortable with what you have, which is not that much. Um, well, before we get too far, I want to start on a positive note. Um, and I like to ask my guests for a good confession. Is there something good you want to confess? Well, this is uh, the reason I'm so scared is because um, I just started working at Silicon Valley. So that's, <gasps> oh my God, congratulations. That, that's why I'm so terrified of tech. <laughs> I know too much now. I love that show and I'm so happy you're working on it. Thanks. I and I'm, I'm excited you're telling me because I didn't know that. So congrats. Thank you. I'm uh yeah, it's, uh, oh gosh. Like every room is so different and mm -hmm. I just am severely enjoying the <laughs> difficulty level just in terms of like, it's so much, it's so much comedy math and I love yeah, it. It's fun. I well, love the, comedy math. I don't know if they still do this, but I remember early on there was a lot of like consulting with actual Silicon Valley, um, like care people, like people yeah. in the tech business. So they're I think just really in cool. there. They're in the room they're all the time. Around. Yeah. Like they're just part of the room, which I think is is uh, is an incredible thing that I can't believe isn't just a, a concrete thing on like yeah, all, almost all, all shows that wouldn't be like a family show or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it adds so so much, or or you know, you'll be like you'll kind of pull something out of your ass just in terms of like, here are the things I think I know. And then they'll be like, here's the real of it. And then yeah. you're like, oh shit, really? And then there you have, you've come up with something. <laughs> right. Cause you can start from like, like and uh, to be honest, it's like most of the audience won't have that knowledge that they have. So it's still good to just come from your instincts of, as a writer. Cause you're like, this is what's interesting. And then they can be like, well, we'll tweak it here and there. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be like, what is actually going on? Like to the T cause they'll like make sure you're not saying anything. No, That's absolutely. Awesome. It's really awesome. And then those guys just as their own people are just like... <laughs> friggin' awesome. Oh, that's so cool. They're so awesome. But I really like that show because my dad was like an engineer and grew oh, up in yeah. So I, I grew up yeah, in Yeah, I imagine for you it's like <laughs> it's a total it is like different like we were talking about this like new generation is definitely different and has a totally different dynamics, but there's still a lot of similarity and just sort of that like startup mentality and the dot com well i say dot com boom and it really dates me because i'm like who says that anymore that's okay it does it does like help paint the picture yeah. like, the dot com boom and the dot com crash you guys remember that that was a long time ago <laughs> but just growing up in that and because um, i remember uh going they used to um rent these houses in silicon valley and then that's where they would work out of they would like set right. up offices actually i was just um having a laugh with my sister about it uh, my twin because she one of her first jobs because she asked for a job uh and at the time we would take on odd jobs here and there for like w whenever they needed like um you know some handy work not ha you know busy work mm -hmm. that a kid could do like data entry or whatever <laughs> but my sister asked for like a quote-unquote full-time regular job Good for her and they gave her <laughs> she they, she was the janitor for their house because they like didn't oh boy <laughs> yeah and I remember that's not great I used to laugh the at optics her. are bad but she yeah just like this little asian girl uh cleaning the toilets but she really wanted to do it and so honestly it's like a nice thing because it's like she was a go-getter and was like i want a job and they're like uh, all these dudes living in a house it's like i guess you could clean so oh, she God. did that <laughs> but i remember being like I don't want to do that. So go, you do that. All well, that's your thing. What's so funny is that if you think about the show Silicon Valley, you could very well like see the guys in the house. Uh -huh. Like, yeah, I, 
this makes sense. Yeah, She's sure. She's a she neighbor. Could... <laughs> she came to us. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, it was just so funny because sometimes I'm still like, remember when you were the janitor for dad's Not office great. house? Not <laughs> great. Not great. Uh, anyways, um, uh, so you grew up in Connecticut. What did your parents do? Uh, my parents are like super entrepreneur they're gym people oh okay um wait gym they, people what do you mean oh like fitness? boy just live eat breathe gym all the time everything wow healthy food my mom was a bodybuilder they opened their own gym um my mom was like <clears throat> like a radio and tv local like radio tv personality um she like you know, she trained Gail King a few times, oh, wow. which is like one of my favorite things. Uh, she was really like on her way to be kind of like a Jillian Michaels. Okay. Um. Yeah, and they just, gosh, they love working out. So <laughs> Did much. you ever? Uh, was that a world you were interested in or ever participated in? And you're kind of like, that's my parents' thing. And I'll um, just... well, that's the thing about kind of like what you're talking about that's the thing about immigrant families is like Mm -hmm. we don't go like well this is my work and you shouldn't have to (laughs) (laughs) like uh you know wait around for that you know you should have your own no 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 like I was at the gym all the time like if my mom was at the gym (laughs) I was also at the gym like I grew up Uh in daycare like gym daycares which is like you know I should just that's a whole 10 sessions with my therapist, you know, but we haven't gotten into it. I'm so. just imagining you like walking around as a kid and just being like, you're doing that wrong. Oh, your glutes will never get better. This oh, way. absolutely. And like, po- like spotting all the. Oh, for sure. Sh- <laughs> like, like, yeah, like I, I understood form at a very young <laughs> level and like, <laughs> just like to this day people post like workout videos and I'm like, I don't know. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna. <laughs> I just, I see your knees going over your toes, Uh bud, and I just, I can't sleep at night. (laughs) I'm, I, uh, I've damaged my knees so badly when I was a kid because I didn't, um, in dance I was like, I started late and then I was trying to catch up, so I was trying to like do trick stuff, you know? So I was, you know, I was like, I'm going to be young forever and my body's always going to be tight. So then I just like completely ignored what my teacher said. I tried, uh, when I was dancing the, the like, uh, what is it called? Like a, we called it a death drop, but it was like this thing you go up on your toes and then you land on your knees and there's a right way to do it where you no, don't thanks. hurt yourself and you're supposed to kind of like even your weight out and go down slowly through your like whatever but i obviously was like i just wanted to look cool so i just literally drop and it would fucking murder my knees i'd have bruised knees all the time Jeez. to the point where like now like yesterday i just took this one torque class and i was on my knees for like 30 seconds and my they bruised immediately so i'm like i've my knees are beyond repair. Like, I just, like, fucked them up so bad as Just a kid. from wanting to look super cool <laughs> on this one move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did look cool. I got some great pictures, but, uh, you know. That's honestly the most important thing. Did was, the, <laughs> where are the great pictures, This was you know? even before Instagram. Like, yeah. we had to get our pictures. You were in it, like, your whole heart was truly in it for the picture yeah well like back then when i used to compete it was like you had to you danced and and then afterwards you went um and filled out like a handwritten form to try to get your photos and then weeks later they would send you the selects and then you would have to like i think you got a cd with like a proof thing over it, and then you had to 
send in by mail the number that you wanted and then purchase each photo separately now i'm sure it's all digital and people just get it right away on their instagram and it's or their mom just takes it yeah it's so easy i guess yeah she could have done that on a no but i get what i get what you're saying we didn't have those phone it wasn't as Uh like common to just have pictures of everything so oh yeah no it was like this is it (laughs) yeah there will be no other chance yeah and now it's like six different angles and yeah. whatever. That's so cool that you grew up in a gym. Um, I feel like Sometimes. I did, did know. Now, now that you're saying it, I'm like, maybe I have heard you talk about it on stage. but It so- gets real. I've Yeah, I've like, um, I was dabbling with it. I put it down for just a bit because I want to do other shit. But um, yeah, it gets really sad really fast. And um, But I'm trying to find a way to, to use that. What do you mean, this the growing up part? When you start describing my parents, what I so my my parents got divorced and they closed the gym that they owned, and then but their lease wasn't up, so my dad moved into it. Okay, um, and that was just like where we went when we were at dad's house. Oh wow, um, but like the landlord did not know that we lived there. It was like the top floor of a like what was a factory at one point uh-huh. um just like what a mess um and you start describing like oh like we didn't have a stove like we had like mm. four george foremans and my dad was like this is a stove and like oh, man. our fridge was uh you know when you go to the gym and like the fridge is like it's like a vending that machine clear sliding dues. door and like everything yeah and uh-huh. like that like that was our fridge so like you just see like it would just it just looked so weird or like where uh they had like the t-shirts and stuff uh-huh and other merch like like in the <clears throat> it was kind of like this window display thing in the um front desk yeah uh they would uh that was like our cupboard so like oh. y- that's just like all of our canned goods and bread and like and it just was like it was fucking weird how old were you um it was like all of middle school okay so you're old enough school. to be aware of like this is different from what everyone else yes is. and no because i think just like i had just grown up in the gym so hard that it didn't it kind of was like i guess <laughs> It was only until it was only when I was working at my like first writing job and I don't even remember how it came up. But suddenly I remembered that I grew up in a gym (laughs) and I was like, oh, yeah. And then this thing happened where I shared it with the room and everyone was like, what? And uh and I was just, just remembering it was like it was all coming back to me. You've like co- you normalized it so much, or you repressed not repressed because no, it, it was it there. No, it was but... repressed. Surely, <laughs> and uh, that's so interesting because sometimes the things that we are mo- most interesting or like um, that you know that in your childhood that make you have like a more unique story are the things you forget about because you're oh, like yeah. you've like tried. There's a period of time like probably high school, college, where you try to like assimilate and become like everyone else and we're all in this big funnel of college experience that you just forget it just went away <laughs> you had yeah this. and so I was just remembering it like in real time and the details were so funny like the floors <laughs> were rubber you know and like <laughs> like 
<laughs> like just all these like really weird things and I and they were coming up but as they were coming up like everybody in the room was laughing really hard because it was very funny and yeah. I was having this strange reaction of like I was laughing with them but I was also like crying like it was like <laughs> the weird one of those weird like oh this um, whatever this emotion is has no name Whoa. uh no one knows what it is but it was yeah, like a laughing a lid like off laughing hysterically but like uh oh these tears are definitely also something else yeah it was like <laughs> triggering something yeah that you hadn't it was so dumb oh my gosh have you ever had that where um you're i hate not hate saying trigger now but, but like the actual meaning of trigger not in like the joking way where you um feel something like in present day where it like reminds you of a feeling you had as a kid like around that time and then yeah and smells then, are like smells yeah it's so weird because when that happens like now it seems like you've talked about you're aware of it but sometimes it'll happen and I'm not aware of the connection and I'm like why do I feel all of a sudden like anxious or all of a sudden like I'm about to break down yeah and then if I think about it hard enough I'm like oh it's because this feeling is like whatever this feeling when my mom walked away or whatever like this you kind of connect it to a specific memory and you're like oh shit I guess I didn't deal with that yeah it's crazy the body never forgets Uh (laughs) apparently well with that whispering tone I think that's a good segue into uh (laughs) the confession um is there anything you'd like to tell me well this is accidentally a all of this has been an accidental perfect uh segue so I am I have a tendency and I'm currently desperately trying not to have an eating disorder and uh and I don't think it's funny. I uh-huh. just want to make that clear. I don't think this is like LOL, isn't that hilarious? Um but it is this weird thing that I'm sure I'll be ri- able to write about at some point mm-hmm. where I got diagnosed with um ADHD and recently yeah, last okay. year. And a lot of people don't realize like the reality there, which is that um I basically found out that like my dopamine levels will just like drop out of yeah. nowhere. Um I'm still trying to think of like a good metaphor for it, but um you know, imagine gas going to the engine, going to the engine, going to the engine, and then it just like cuts out and there's no gas going to the engine, yeah. but like all the intention of the gas uh-huh. <laughs> of like the engine being on but it like can't so the car breaks down um but the car still has to finish this packet um yeah. <laughs> and yes. if they don't finish the packet uh they're not gonna get jobs and <laughs> yeah um so anyway so i got medicated and the medication is doing wonders for me but it makes food um there's just like no joy in eating food. Oh man. Um, unless it's like really delicious, which is kind of not a thing in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's true. Um, like food is just not like really like it's yeah. just not delicious. No, the obsession <laughs> with being clean and like eating like uh, you know, like grass like the cavemen did or whatever. It's like Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, but it's not tasty. That's one for sure. No, it's not <laughs> freaking tasty (laughs) and so this thing this thing started happening where uh like a few bites in my gag reflex would just get going and then i'd like literally be kind of like 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 genuinely grossed out by a plate of food that i've eaten so many times before oh man and so i ended up 
losing like 25 pounds in two months. <gasps> That's a lot. And the thing is, like, everyone is like, you look amazing. <laughs> and it's wonderful, you know, like, I think what's really tough is at the end of the day as powerful and as enthusiastic as as powerful as feminism is and as much as we all like that is the reality we want to live in mm-hmm. at the end of the day the male gaze still decides a lot of our lives yeah and so at the it's it's not this thing of like well, great, because now someone will sexually harass me and I can leverage it. And it's like, no, it's nothing like that. It's just like we can't undo all the Disney movies and like all the magazine, all the like 17 magazine, here's your body. Like we can't undo all that shit with like a really good Beyonce song, you know? Well, and I imagine people saying this, it feels good in the moment and this is the weird thing with like talking about weight and uh, I've talked with some guests about eating disorders before and people have been in recovery god damn it do you want me to do no no no, No, I'm just kidding (laughs) no because I think it's really good to talk openly and I've always been afraid of talking about it because I I've never had an eating disorder like I my control comes out in like addiction and um substance abuse but dope but uh, yeah great 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 (laughs) super fun very chill um no but no pun intended (laughs) oh my god it's hard to talk about because there's this in-between space like kind of what you're talking about where you live in where it's it's not like not to be like it's not full-blown eating disorder but no and that's that's kind of where I live go ahead well you're feeling the like the positive part of like losing weight which is a also a thing some people do and take control of in a good way right that's a positive uh if you have a goal and you want to lose weight not that you have to but if you wanted to and you got that goal that it could be a very good feeling and if people are complimenting you that's a good feeling but then like what do you do if you're like happy on both both ends and all of it or you were happy before and now people are complimenting you that's the thing is people are so overwhelmingly like god damn you look incredible like (laughs) like my pilates teacher was like shit you look fucking good (sighs) and it's like you're combining that with the fact that I've literally grown up on the idea Mm -hmm. that being thin and defined and Mm -hmm. like having a really restricted diet is the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was I didn't have a microwave in my house. Uh Uh-huh. And so growing up or now? No, no, now, now, now. And, and so this thing started happening of like, I just wouldn't eat because like food it be it just be when <laughs> when you take away the reward yeah of like flavor yeah. and generally feeling excuse me of like enjoyment enjoyment yeah <laughs> it becomes just like a, it became a chore uh-huh. and it became like a thing of like fuck I'm hungry again. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like you don't like, want. Yeah. It's like you like having to take to medication. No, it's, yes. <sighs> like it was, it was so, yeah, it just felt like taking a vitamin that was really long and I had to prepare it for a long time. Like knowing it was a thing I needed and, and 
And so I, I just found myself just straight up like not eating and, and, and was like, this is not good because if I go full eating disorder, which I do not want to, yeah, I do not want that. <laughs> um, if I go full blown eating disorder, like someone's going to be like, what's going on? Yeah. We need to talk. I'm going to be like, it's my pills. And then they're going to be like, well, you have to stop taking these pills then. Mm. And then we're back to square one with the ADHD. And like, that's the thing is the medication has, has really changed how I operate in my life in a really, really positive way. And also how I think about myself. I didn't realize ADHD was such a huge, it, it has such a huge yeah. impact on like how you feel about yourself. It really does. I've been in the process of trying to, and I it stopped again, uh, but I, I think I have ADHD. My sister got diagnosed and I've been trying to do the thing and I did the whole assessment, but then I had to switch insurance. And so now I have to well, redo. Fuck. I know it fucking sucks. And, and of course in classic ADHD, I haven't gotten around to Are you on WGA yeah. insurance? No, I'm not in the union. I'm, I'm, um, my work now has insurance, but I just have to start over. So I think I can take the assessment I had and take it, but it's like, it was halfway done. So it's been, it's also been me putting it off. Um, That's the whole thing. I mean, it took <laughs> yeah. me like, to, it took me so long. It took me so long. Well, the big thing I think people, the big fallacy is people think, oh, you just want Adderall so you can work. But I'm like, for me, it's an emotional thing. Like ADHD affects my moods so hard to the point where like I'll, it gets me stuck in certain emotions sometimes where I'm like, what the fuck? I I was happy one moment and then I'm super upset and I just need to shut out the world. But sometimes I can't shut out the world because I'm at work. Like I broke down crying at work and I was like, what's happening? And so I'm like, I just need to manage it. And it used to be okay because I would be so productive. I'd just be like, now I can take two hours and cry and then just make up for the time. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'm so productive this hour and then I'm going to cry for two hours and nobody will know. That's just the most productive (laughs) like like way to go about emotions. Just like, okay, so I'll just like, and then I'll cry for two hours and that'll be, you know, that'll be that and I'll cross that out. Yeah, but it's like you know now I'm like I there's a better way to live I just need to get to the other side um but I I relate to that because it's frustrating and once you finally check something off your list you're like I've checked it off I've dealt with this and now there's this new thing you're like I can't go back I just handled this thing that took so long yeah I mean it was it was really hard and and I think that's the that's like the biggest misconception about ADHD that I that I wish people understood is that more than anything it's like it's like a it's like a hate yourself Mm -hmm. mental disorder almost of just like you're uh, we're we're just programmed to like go in on how much we hate ourselves yeah um and it becomes so paralyzing and that's the thing when i'm out of it that's the the, yeah yeah, yes yes yes. it's hard to fathom like even now like i was in therapy this morning i was she was like how are you feeling i was honestly today okay but i had like a couple bad panic attacks next week and I was like I need to talk about it but I had to tell her and it almost felt like this distant memory I was like yeah it was weird I like couldn't stop crying but then I was like I actually don't remember why like I couldn't the mem the feeling was gone but when I'm in it and I like I when I'm really in it I'm like what the fuck I'm never gonna get out like I thought the world was going to end like and I was so convinced for like half a day that like something really bad was gonna happen and that I was like gonna die to the point where I was like putting it online and then I took it down because I was like oh this is like not good like it's just freaking people out but I was like I think we're gonna die like 
but I really felt it, and and now I'm like, what the fuck? Well, you was that's that? yeah, that's like the hyper focus. <laughs> yeah. Is that like, and it's just it seems so real and so true because, like, yeah, our it's just this little spastic thing that's yeah. just like in there punching wherever it wants, and then like you're just dealing with it, being like, no, I deserved that punch. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh. So I, yeah, so it's like I lost all this weight, but I have all these new patterns Mm -hmm. and like, um. Well, how long have you been on the medication? Uh, maybe at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, almost a year. Oh, okay. Almost a year. Well, that's long enough to have let, I feel like, um, your body adjusted. Cause yeah. So my set point is my body's like set point, which is, uh, basically like the weight that your body goes like, Oh, this is how much we weigh. And so we'll, we'll, um, we'll make the metabolism work more or less to maintain mm-hmm. that. So my set point has reset and it's like stable, yeah. which is, I'm really happy about, getting a microwave was really, really, really helpful Uh because it was just like, oh, I can buy little frozen meals and like I can just take all the effort out of preparing food and Uh just get to the point where I'm eating it a lot faster. And um, yeah, and just like, just not, because that was also, that's also the ADHD thing is like, then you're like, fuck, I have to do this eating thing. And then you're hyper focusing Mm -hmm. on, like, well, what am I going to eat? And then you're attacking yourself about like, well, like, w- w- let's just order out. And it's like, well, it's going to be $25. Yeah. Well, you don't have $25. Why? Oh, because you're unemployed. Why are you unemployed? Because you're talentless. Why are you talentless? Because like you grew up in a gym. Like it's yeah, just, and it, just it's so it quickly. Yeah. Like it's a, uh, ugh. Oh gosh, that sounds like it's a lot to deal with and super rough. But it's it good is. that you're aware of what's going on. I I mean, are you taking steps towards like what are you doing now to uh cuz it seems like you're like, "Oh, I don't want to go down that path." Like there's in general like the main <clears throat> the main thing that I've noticed that has carried into like when I'm um not even medicated, so I'm like tr- I'm trying to like not use it on weekends mm-hmm. mostly because um this is also a thing people don't know um because Adderall and Vivance and all that shit is um also just like if anybody's listening and this is their this is like touching heart, I just want to be accurate that I'm on Vivance extended release so mm-hmm. just to be clear <laughs> If anybody's like, well, maybe that's kind of like, and like, don't abuse this shit. Cause and medication affects everyone. Differently. Yeah. Everything affects everyone. Like I, I once made a mistake of like, oh yeah, it sounds like you like, do you want a pill? And then that person like just had a woof. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying. Microwave. You were saying you don't take it on the weekends. Oh yeah. 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 Cause it's, uh, because it's a controlled substance. Hmm. Every month I have to go pick up a paper prescription from my oh, doctor wow. and then bring it to a pharmacy and then see if that pharmacy even has it, which mm. a lot of times they don't. Yeah. But they'll make you go through like half the process of dropping off a prescription to a new. Oh, that sucks. Pl- yeah. And then like you're standing there for 10 minutes and then they go, oh, we don't have it. And then you're just driving around the whole city 
but you have ADHD. So like everything. This is so hard. Every it's step re- is it's so like hard. super hard. Yeah. It's su- and the last time even like I tried to, I'm since I'm full time now and I'm commuting like an oh, hour on both sides of my oh, day. Man. It became this thing of like, fuck, I like. I can't do this. And then I was like reaching out to friends to be like, hey, can you help me like with this one? And then they'd be like, no. And then I was just like reevaluating all my friendships. And it was just like, people it just said no. The whole thing like ruins my life so quickly. Yeah. And then I'm like really bad at the CVS pharmacist and she's really mad at me. And I'm like, you don't get it. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I'm explaining ADHD to a pharmacist. No, I mean, that that all sounds so, so relatable because it's like you want people that part of it is you're just like every step is so fucking hard. It's so hard. <laughs> if I don't have a, a really good understanding of like what things look like and when they're happening and what my brain is all day going. But when is it and why? And did you do it? Did you double check? Is everyone going to be there? No one's going to be there. You should go to hell. Have you considered dying? <laughs> like, like, it's just like, it's so, and it does Time happen be, that yeah. quickly. Or um, earlier this week, something like, like, wait, sorry. I just realized in my, con- because of my contract, I can't say oh, that. Okay. But like, a weird, no, 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 I didn't say, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. But it was like a lot of, um, uh, whenever I go into a writer's room, if something, if something bad were to happen or Uh like something where I took it up with the studio or the network or something, there's a part in all the contracts that's like, and if you mad, you won't tell anybody on the social medias. So, um, (laughs) so, um, Uh, that was my real confession. Um, Uh it was a thing where like a, sure, like a bad email came in. Yeah. And my brain immediately went fucking great. Just added on to all the other horrible shit going on. (laughs) And my body fully went there to like, oh shit, everything's really, really bad right now. And this is just adding to it. And that, but then I went to think like, Okay, what are what so okay, like we all know our favorite next activity is thinking about all the bad things uh-huh. and how this will make it worse. And I and there were no bad things. Hmm. And it was just like you know, me a year ago would have found a way to make up those things, I right. think. But like, here, I didn't cut my nails today. What? And I was gonna yeah, cut them this morning. I didn't right. have time. It's like the dumbest thing. No, but thing. but seriously, I'm like, oh shit, my acne's acting up, yeah, and yeah. that means well, like it's it's it would have been really easy to tie it together. But I was so grateful that kind of this journey has been real enough mm-hmm. um, that I was able to be like, oh no, like everything's kind of great Mm -hmm. and and actually if you think about this bad email it's not that bad like Uh i had i had filled in so many blanks for myself that weren't even true Uh uh-huh before i had even asked questions that would have clarified even how to feel about it yeah that makes no it makes sense and and it's it must be very validating in a way to like have like obviously I know it's not the end all be all to be on medication but just to have gone through this process and gotten the diagnosis and been able to actually see your life improve to be like oh okay so it's not like me you know it's yeah. like this thing I had it and is I'm really dealing validating. with it yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when you lose 25 pounds in two months and on top of all of it, everyone's going, you're the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Um. <laughs> well, something that could be a confidence, too, because no, you're like it's, finding it's, this yeah. new light and this right. way to address your life. And Yeah, yeah it's uh, it just gets... It gets weird really fast, but I uh, am really grateful that I feel like super in control of it and found like little tips and tricks of like, I really don't feel like eating Mm -hmm. um, like for no reason. Right. Like I just, the reality of the medication is you just don't get hungry. It does kind of suppress your appetite. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot. And so you have to be like, oh, I'm not hungry, but it's, I haven't eaten and I got to eat anyways. And so I'll like, I... I have things I can just pop in the toaster yeah, or like, you know, building those things. Uh, but woof journey. Yeah, man. Well, it's good. You have the self-awareness. I mean, it seems like you've done a lot of work on yourself because you have the self-awareness that you're like, I need to make like I spot a problem and I need to make it better. It's I mean, and some people would fall into the trap of like, I, no harm like I'm you know mm. I'm losing weight people mm-hmm. like it and whatever but it's like <laughs> but it's too easy it's not, yeah and it's that's not so good and, and it's for sure it's like um I mean I think it's like you should be able to do whatever you, if you if it was your choice because you were like I want to work out fine but like like and then know when to stop but like it's it's not it's like you said it's too easy it's not good to fall into this accidental pattern and then be like because it's not a choice right and if, if you're not choosing something then that's very dangerous because then you're just following the whims of how people are reacting to you yeah and no one's like gonna stop you yeah. like in fact my mom <laughs> Jesus, my mom was was i was talking to my mom and i was like listen like i think this is getting i think it's too much like i think i've lost too much weight and i need to kind of get a handle on it and she was like well you know you were overweight what the fuck and i was like what and oh she was God. and and like i'm good enough at this point and i've dealt with her uh-huh. you know for a beautiful amount of 30 years <sighs> that i i can be like what no you're not supposed to tell me that and like <laughs> like and she was like yeah you know you were puffy and oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, cool i was a rapper in the 90s very cool uh and uh and then i was talking to my brother and my brother was like yeah she told me she's worried that you've lost too much weight and i was like what huh? like you you did it wrong she did. switch <laughs> it up tell me that you're worried tell him i was buffy please please <laughs> that's such a mom thing because i don't think they think about what their words mean because they're just like oh I'll just say this thing and it doesn't affect but it's like no mom like literally when moms <laughs> comment about image like you latch onto that like yeah it's like, like oh so you harmful. have no idea that's stored in the deepest parts of my soul um it's yeah. a very special marked manila folder <laughs> called what mom says about my body <laughs> we look at it when it comes to uh, a lot of other decisions <laughs> yeah for sure oh man well I think you I think uh, it seems like you're doing a lot of work on yourself and are very aware of where Ugh, you are and I'm what so you want. tired so that's good. I know it's so exhausting right but then it's good because then you are in control I mean like not to be too controlling but you're in this position where you're able to examine where you are and be like what do I want and am I like doing the thing because I want it or am I doing it because like 
I'm getting a reaction from yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think people should be more comfortable talking about this. I mean, I'm really still working on getting there. I'm not very comfortable talking about body image. I think I've always had this fear that like I was, you know, born with a, a thin frame and like always had a lot of a... Oh my God. Yeah, I'd be so worried about you if you... <laughs> no, no, no. Just like... If you got on these meds, I'd be like, we need to talk every other day. <laughs> well, it's not... It's that, but also just like the fear of like... And this is something I need to work to get past because it's my own insecurities about what people will think about me. It's not really like a part of me is like, oh, I don't want to offend people. But really, what does that mean? It means I don't want to be in a position where someone thinks I'm, you know what I mean? So it's really still coming down to a very selfish place. But I get afraid talking about weight because it's like, I'm afraid people are like, well, what are you complaining about? You're skinny or whatever. And then there's this implication too to be like, do skinny people think like, being fat is ugly which is not true but like then I can't I feel like I can't talk about it because if I'm like if I say like you're beautiful people are like shut up you know what so I mean so you're and saying like if I just then I'm not beautiful yeah it's this, feel, <laughs> it's this thing where it's like I am trying to speak from a point of like understanding what the problematic uh standards are in society while also being like also I want to be like I love my body but like if I say it it's different if then someone uh who i don't know is like a little bigger because then if i say it it feels like i'm saying like i love my body because i'm skinny and it's like a totally different feeling so i've i've definitely um had uh problems talking about that with people and i'm like trying to work through it i think i still do because i'm like that felt uncomfortable just now (laughs) no it gets i mean it gets really weird but at the at the end of the day it's like you didn't come up with that Uh everybody like it's just it's a message from the subconscious of this entire country yeah that we like are trying our best to forwardly be like no but like at the end of the day we're just starting to see Mm -hmm. people that look like actual people on tv yeah like just starting and you know hopefully it's permanent but we live in a world where like a lot of times it's 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 a blip and then you know everyone's like we solved it and then they go back to uh yeah it is it becomes a fad but i do think this is the one thing even though i'm like influencer culture and like instagram can suck my dick but i also think the positive aspect is instagram and influencer culture has made it so like a variety of body types backgrounds and like even like literally backgrounds, not even in like a race point of view, but like countries, like you're able to follow with someone like this class I took yesterday to not to bring it back again, but like <laughs> she's from Ukraine. Like she became popular on Instagram twerking and she's like very good at it. And she's, I, she posted from like Ukraine. a, but she posted a before and after picture um, on her gram where she was like, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, how do I get a butt like yours? And she, cause she's like a little thicker in a, like, and she's really good at twerking. And so she's very popular cause she's like, just so in control like the isolation is crazy but she posted this before picture when she was young and she was like a ballerina and she's like so skinny you like not know the body is so different and yeah. and she's like yeah i just wanted this and i worked on it and and you're like oh this is really uh, oh you can oh yeah it's like you literally can just do what you want but also without instagram i don't think she would have become as popular because she uh has a different body type than what you see on tv right like i think about lizzo and i'm like Mm -hmm. lizzo is so fucking awesome and like lizzo makes me feel like it doesn't fucking matter even Mm -hmm. beyonce just being like yeah yeah i gained weight and then thought 
maybe this is just my body. Like, yeah. I just have different arms and, like, <laughs> this is what happened. Like, yeah. her really just breaking it, breaking that down very simply yeah. in that like, in that this like, is just how i am you don't yeah. have to be like oh no i got i got bigger it's like no this is just you and you're happy if you're happy and you like are living the life that you want as long as it's not because you're like you know like oh, abusing any substance or whatever like as yeah. long as you're like living the life you want and- but i don't think the music industry and just it, this is kind of just talking about lizzo but uh-huh. i don't think the music industry would have allowed lizzo to mm-hmm. to be lizzo and like But that is what's so incredible about her is that like, and it's, let me be clear. It is not a thing of like, oh my God, she looks like that. And she feels, oh, she's doing the impossible by feeling good about it. It's like, no, she is doing what should be normal. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like that, that trap of being like, they're so brave. It's like, no, actually, because then you're implying that they should be ashamed. But it really is just like, no, I think we, in real life where there's many People all look different, and when we're living our lives, we all celebrate it. But for some reason, this TV version or this Hollywood version, there's only certain co- types of body types that are celebrated. It's like, why don't we just reflect what people in real life celebrate? Yeah, because people love different people in real life. So let's let that happen on TV. <sighs> Anyways, I mean, uh, you know <laughs> the you know the damage is bad when, like, I I've lost all this weight. I think my body is like in like is like a like a dream Uh (laughs) like like i i am trying to give myself the credit of like you know i am working out i'm eating right like Uh i found a way that this is right now this is healthy and so i can have this body and i can Uh feel good about it and like even still like waking up some days and being like "Mm, (laughs) it's a little there's a little too much there and, and then being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you insane? Are you? <laughs> I mean, like, oh, yeah, that is that is actual like craziness a little bit. And mm-hmm. I can I can put that thought away. I yeah. can I can take it and I can put it in the trash because <laughs> it's not welcome here. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a really good self-awareness that I think um, is very inspiring and people should inspire to. Oh boy. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to like, yeah. Well, I mean, anyways, I don't want to get too far. We've, we've spoken a lot about this and I'm like, I could we go did on. Good. I could go on forever, but uh, we're running out of time. So um, I do want to play a quick game and actually it's kind of related to this. Look um, at all these segues. So this is fun. Um, and I really appreciate you sharing that story. This game is sort of related because it's about self-help. So we're talking about self-awareness. <laughs> Perfect. This is uh, inspired by self-help books. Uh, it's called The Secret to Success is Writing a Best-Selling Self-Help Book Promising the Secret to su- Success. That's the name of the game. It's, it's, I like long titles. But, you know, it's based on the, you know the secret, the book that everyone talks about. It's all about if you want something. If you just pretend you know the answers um, or at least tell people you do, then apparently you can also make a lot of money and <laughs> think like a white man yeah exactly it's called privilege that's the secret yeah um Got but in this game i'm gonna read you a title of a self-help book and a quick description you have to guess if it's real or fake oh i love this pretty straightforward all right let's go with the first one this is called stop being yourself how to elevate your life by thinking like other people is this real or fake <laughs> i think it's real Good guess, but this was fake. Oh wow, that was pretty. That's. I, I, are you sure? Someone's probably peddling that idea, yeah. but I googled this and it is not a book. All right, next one. 
choosing me before we every woman's guide to life and love is this real or fake i can't i mean real like real <laughs> correct this is real oh, it's no. got a ton of positive reviews including a lot of divorcees and women who need to find themselves but one reviewer gave it a one star saying this author is very he- heavy on self-love and basically putting yourself first which I think is a good thing, but for some reason that was a one star. <laughs> Therefore. Yeah, she basically said, um, this is all great advice for someone with low self-esteem. And Which isn't me. She says, but for a woman who is single by choice, refusing to settle, who knows what she oh, brings to the God. table? This book is not for you. You're ruining it for the rest it of us. It seems like someone who truly happy giving a one star review on Amazon. Yeah. How are you even <laughs> on this page if you're truly happy? Right. Why did you buy this book? So, or, or even worse, if someone gifted it to you, you don't evoke happiness. <laughs> Why <laughs> someone, did you read? Like, come on. gives you a self-help book, you, that's a sign that you or need maybe, help. <laughs> or maybe the book was so good that she was like, you know what? I, yeah. not we, but I there would like go. to go write a one-star review. It worked, yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, here's the next one. It's called Zip It, the Keep It Shut 40-Day Challenge. And it's a scripture-based self-help book teaching you how to use your words as weapons the way God intended fake this is real it's a Damn book it. by karen amen that subtitle literally uh, doesn't make sense <laughs> well this is the yeah well that's not the if it just is like one of the this subtitle is one of the um summaries so it wasn't the official some of these descriptions are called together based on what it's about but this is a book all about um using scripture and uh keeping it in when you don't have something nice to say but also like how to use your words to get what you want. Here's a review. Tony R gives it five stars saying, I highly recommend it, whether spelled W-E-A-T-H-E-R or not, you have trouble keeping things to yourself. So, you know, if you talk too much, get this book, I guess. It's so funny because it's like, <laughs> mm, you have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> if you really are at the point where like you cannot hold things in and you're, you're blurting, like that's like a really good. <laughs> right. That's a sign. Uh, okay. This one's called Get the Salad and the Fries. How to have it all in life without making any sacrifices. Is this real or fake? Mm, fake. Correct. This is fake. You're right. I felt like it wasn't really saying Not anything at all. <laughs> This one's called How to Not Die. Discover the food scientifically proven to prevent and reverse disease. Real. Correct. It's real. Hell yeah. Someone reviewed it. I'll summarize. Uh, five stars from A. Luger said, I have prostate cancer, stage four with bone metastasis. Ooh. I was given less than a year to live at diagnosis. Uh, my conventional meds stopped working. My cancer markers had steadily increased, blah, blah, blah. Within 12 weeks of this book, my life, my five metastatic areas became inactive. My cancer markers returned to normal. My blood values returned to normal. My previous borderline high pressure, high blood pressure became excellent. So I don't know, man, placebo or not. It worked for this guy. Uh, so don't die. Uh, okay, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, this one's called Cut That Bitch Out. How to treat yourself with respect and make friendships that last. Is this real or fake? Real. No, it's fake. Wow. <laughs> there is a song on YouTube called Cut That Bitch Out. But there's no book. Fair. Okay, I've got two more. There's no book yet. There's no book yet. But write it. I'll read it. Sounds like a book that I would buy. I don't know. It seems like one of those catchy. It feels like the, like the book. It's been in the uh, bestsellers for a while with that girl, and she's like, "Wash your face, oh, bitch," I or saw something. That voice. Yeah, yeah. Wash your face, girl. Girl, wash your face. Girl, wash your face. Ugh. Um, this one is called "It's Just a Fucking Date: A Fun and Funny Guide to Dating." Is this real or fake? 
Creel. Correct. It's by Greg Berent, who wrote He's Just Not That Into You. Um, and it, it seems like a fun and funny guy to dating. I don't know. Thanks, Greg. And here is the final one. I think you have three correct answers. So if you get this, you win. Here we go. You suck and that's okay. A guide to loving <laughs> yourself when you think you're unlovable. Is this real or fake? <laughs> fake? <laughs> Correct. Yay! Yay! I won! You won the game. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the show, Marlena. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Marlena Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez without a bunch of vowels. And um, I'm on Instagram at Marlena Got A Life. And then, you know, you can find me in the club. In the uh, club. <laughs> yeah, follow her. I'll also um, tag you on social. So if you follow this Instagram at Tell Me Anything Pod, you can Thank find her you. profile. And you can uh, donate if you want to our PayPal, paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. Thank also you. Also donate to Elizabeth Warren's campaign. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. The Hoo Ha Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Week Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwreck Sailor. And the Hoo Ha Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.